1: We've got a new partner alert, DNVR fam. We've partnered with a premier dispensary for you guys with smoking hot deals to offer. Solace Meds. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. The coolest thing right now about these guys is they're giving away a trip to Jamaica for two in the month of April. No BS head into one of their six locations and sign up to win a trip to Jamaica. They'll give you all the details on how to enter, or you can visit www.solacemeds.com sweepstakes to find out the rules. And if you go in right now when you make a purchase, be sure to use the promo code DNVR20 to save 20% off your entire purchase. There is no better way to celebrate 420 in the month of April than with some great deals at Solace Meds for the trip to Jamaica. No purchase necessary open to legal residents of Colorado 21 plus or Oklahoma 18 plus ends April 30th 2021 official rules at www.solacemeds.com sweepstakes void where prohibited this raffle ends April 30th so show these guys some DanVR love and make sure you get in before April 30th to enter to win that Jamaica trip let us know and tag us when you do
2: Out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis guy. He has done
3: it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dom. two hands. Nikola Jokic. Send me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good luck, You won't see it for long. Two run home run. Trevor Story.
0: Lock. Hands so, on. Touchdown. 2 for Sudden.
2: Got it! Oh, man! That's from way downtown. And the Blue Arrow is flying at Pepsi Center. Score!
4: It's too good to be true!
1: Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. I'm your host, Sally Monroy, and with me today, I have the core four, Drew Creaseman, AJ Hayfley, Harrison Wind, and Ryan Koningsberg. And speaking of core four, what'd you say, AJ, the, the abs, the totally trinity, we're going to talk about sidekicks today, best sidekicks mm-hmm. in Denver sports history. We're going to go with AJ last that, since that one's a little bit more of a harder one. But, Ryan, let's start off with you. What is the Broncos' best sidekick?
2: Yeah, this is an interesting one. Because, like,
1: sidekick,
2: I yeah, feel let's, like
1: – I guess let's describe sidekick. Like, let's explain what we mean with sidekick. Well, well, it's just...
4: yeah. You see, in the 1940s 1940... <laughs> – so yeah, <laughs> no, no. uh, in no. this essay I will explain I, we're not doing this because the falcon the winter soldier is the hot thing right now to a show starring two sidekicks that's not I mean come on this is very timely don't we know wow. what a sidekick is if you but are a show are both by the heads of shows so you can <laughs> be the leader of a show and still be a sidekick i can get into this for hours don't worry we'll, if you we'll want to
2: watch a show with two sidekicks you can just watch the boston celtics hey <laughs> um yeah the sidekick and i just did it like the sidekick can be i guess viewed as a bad thing uh like uh, not necessarily a bad thing but it's like it's saying like you you are second fiddle um and there always is one like and they can be great like you know for example well, i guess i don't want to take any any abs ones right now but like for the broncos you know you talk about terrell davis who was an mvp a super bowl mvp on, on top of that like a hall of famer yet in this context, I think he is the best quote unquote sidekick in Broncos history because
1: AJ shaking his head.
2: Good. I I like when these have debate to them, Um, but you know, John Elway was the superhero. Like there's no, I just don't think that's debatable. So there has to be a sidekick in this, in this scenario, unless you want to go with multiple superheroes, in which case you're probably adding Shannon sharp to that mix as well. But you know, for me, like, in terms of a one-two punch, the best you can have is John Elway and Terrell Davis, in my opinion. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know how often they lined up in the shotgun. Probably very uh, not often. But when they are, he's literally at his side. Uh, so, <laughs> that, that to me, uh, that, to me, is why Terrell Davis is, is the Broncos' best candidate. But you can also go down a rabbit hole, like, oh, maybe Ed McCaffrey is the sidekick, to Rod Smith. Like, that almost fits the the feeling of that a little more. Ed McCaffrey even looks a little bit like Robin. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that could kind of work. Um, you could go down, like, obviously you have the three amigos. Um, but to me, it, it's about Terrell Davis, who is absolutely could have been the lead superhero for many, many places. But the reason the Broncos were so damn good uh, is because he got to play the sidekick role.
0: I think at that point in Elway's career, he was the sidekick.
2: That's fair. I mean, oh. you give, can-
0: you, you look at the way that they use TD and that I, he probably was top three in rushing attempts during the during that era you know during those like that string of years where he was so dominant that got him into the Hall of Fame they were giving him the ball 25 30 times a game and they were like all right we also have John Elway who could it's just like okay just don't screw this up and he didn't have to win them games anymore because TD was doing it and then there were times where it was like oh we also have John Elway as like John Elway in our back pocket that we can bust out but i think at that time i know this is more of semantics than anything but <laughs> i feel like i feel like at that point in their careers td was was the lead dog and Elway was more
2: sidekick. So, like, to take this into the movie realm, which is maybe a dangerous place for me to step into. I I think
1: it might be dangerous, but we'll go with it. We'll go with it.
2: This is like the scene at the end of the movie, right, where you think the you think the sidekick has already been like captured and he's gone, and then they have the superhero like with like a knife to his throat, and then out of nowhere, the sidekick flies out and saves him, and then uh, and like they're all everything's fine, and and uh, you know the good guys win. That's what I think is like that that stage of the movie. where Good situation. Yeah.
4: I was going to go Batman Beyond with it. For for the super nerds who know that's the cartoon show where Dick Grayson actually becomes Batman and Bruce Wayne is too old to do it anymore. And so Robin yeah. is Batman wow. now. And Bruce Wayne just hangs out and tells him all the stuff he needs to go out there and do. So that's John Elway. He's old Batman sitting there telling him all the stuff. Robin's running around out there and it's the new Batman doing all the, the work, but it's still... One of them's Batman, one of them's Robin. Sorry, bro. John Elway's just never... John Elway's always Batman. Oh, yeah. Even if somebody yeah. else is Batman. Yeah. <laughs> that's the I'm trying to make
2: here. He's the kid at recess who got to be all-time Batman. You don't know why, but he made that rule, and you're just <laughs> like, All uh-huh. All right, well, I guess that's the rule. I guess he's Batman all the time. Uh, and do then to, to take Yeah, it- I was going to
1: say, do you have someone in the current Broncos team that you think would fit this description
2: yeah the weird part about this is we haven't seen them yet and there's a couple like candidates for new ones where you could talk about like Cortland sutton and jerry judy uh, elevating into that role but the one that everyone's been waiting for is von miller and bradley chubb and obviously von would be batman in this scenario and and chubb would be his sidekick and we've just been robbed of seeing what these two can really do together um so That's the hope is that they become a nice little Batman and Robin duo. And if they do that this year, you know, we'll be talking about more exciting things for the Broncos. Um, But we have, we just haven't seen it yet. Like the other, there are some other good duos on the team. I think um, Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson are a nice little duo, but not quite superhero level. Good. Um, I think Vaughn, I think Vaughn and Chubb are the ones that can and should be, the the superheroes of that defense, and and Bradley Chubb is definitely not a uh, sidekick to scoff at.
1: Uh, we have Nighthawk in the comments saying Chubb is the greatest sidekick name, <laughs> and who needs superheroes when you have Drew?
2: Are we talking Aww. about Drew Creesman or uh, Drew Locke?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Drew got excited. We'll do uh, Drew Creesman. Uh, no, <laughs>
4: yeah, we I, I read the comic of Vaughn and Chubb.
2: That would be fun. Maybe we can make it.
1: AJ. AJ's like. No, thank you. Um, all right, let's move on to the nuggets, Harrison. What do you think or who do you think is the best sidekick? And you could give two. You like like I said, you could do like old school and then current.
3: Well, current, I mean Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray, with Jamal Murray being the sidekick. I think particularly in the NBA so much about being a sidekick is how you fit with the Batman because I was thinking back to some potential top side case with the Nuggets, like uh, Carmelo Anthony and Allen Iverson. Those two didn't fit together. Although Allen Iverson, like people forget was still near the top of his game when he came to Denver, people act like Allen Iverson was, like a year from retiring and he was with the Nuggets. No, he still averaged like 25, 26 points a game. But he and Melo didn't fit together nearly as well as Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray, and particularly in the NBA. I think that's so important when you're looking at, like, sidekicks. Um, Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic both averaged 20 points a game. First Nuggets duo to do that since Melo and Iverson. And they just complement each other in, in such a perfect way on the court. Um, their personalities complement each other, I think off the court too. Um, so they would be my nominees.
2: Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the inspiration of this. Just thinking about like the combos of, you know, players. And obviously this is the part of the movie where the the sidekick has been captured. Now Jokic has to do it all on his own. It's too bad that we can't live in a world where Jamal comes back like in the NBA finals and, you know, rescues, uh, Jokic when he needs him most, but, uh, I mean, those two, those two, like to me are one of the more exciting ones we've had in a while. It's the, it, and that's why it makes it so painful that, you know, they've been taken away, especially because in basketball, the sidekick can true, like you, you see the chemistry between the superhero and the sidekick so perfectly, like they have to work together the whole time, you know, the, the, the entire game. So. Yeah, this question
4: basically comes from Jordan Pippen, right? Pippen's the greatest sidekick of all time. and It's like it can have a major impact in basketball.
1: And I think this is like the first time out of the abs and nuggets that we have seen someone so important go down and not be able to necessarily come back for the rest of the season like this year. Like Nathan McKinnon got hurt, but he came back. Like we, the abs have had these injuries, but like I felt like all of Denver's ma- like breath was taken away when like Jamal went down and you were just like, oh, God. Like this is the first time we're seeing it this season, especially. And it was just so disappointing, especially like the trajectory of of the Nuggets, but they're, but they're still doing well. They play tonight, so
0: It was like being invited to a great party and then finding out that, like, the host was just not going to be there. Like, you were really excited. You were going to go. You were going to meet all these people. You're going to have a great time. You're still going to go. You're still going to hang out. It's still going to be a good night.
3: It could still be a really, really good party, though, but it's it's just just, not going to be as good. It's not going to be as much of a banger as it was. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's a perfect way to describe that, (laughs) guys.
2: Yeah, it's weird how you, like, uh, you get so attached to the journey and, like, uh, the way that you think it happens in your head, like, if they ever reach the mountaintop. Like, I even had a thought, and it it was, like, a quick passing thought and a dumb one, but I was like, man, if they did win the championship this year, it it would feel so weird that Jamal wasn't part of it, and then I was like, "Ah, that's stupid. (laughs) But it it is, like, you do, you you paint these pictures of – the perfect scenario out in your head and then even like it, it changing it just it may it, it it throws you for a loop to try and like repaint the picture
1: oh yeah
3: yeah well that's why it was so crushing well partly why because everything was happening so perfectly according to plan like we always talk about the we don't skip steps thing and it was literally step by step just talking about this season everything was was going perfectly that Jokic is going to win the MVP. Jamal Murray is averaging over 20 points a game for the first time in his career. Michael Porter Jr. is ascending. They made the trade deadline acquisition that everybody's been wanting them to make for the last three years. They did everything right. And then you just get some incredible luck like that.
1: I will say... This happened. This is this crushing feeling is how I felt when the Eagles lost Carson Wentz and a lot of people still believed a lot with a backup quarterback. It's such a different sport, but like a backup quarterback, like this can happen. And like that feeling of crushingness, you're just like, no, we're it's, it's not going to be what we wanted. But then when it is that like the Nuggets make the finals, even without Jamal, like it'll feel weird that he wasn't there. Um, at the very end, but like he helped build this and it's still is just, it'll be fantastic. But
0: kind of, kind of like in 2001 when the abs lost Forsberg after the King series for the, for the rest of the playoffs. And then they win the Stanley cup without him. And he just comes like walking out onto the ice and like holds up the cup. And you're like, this is weird. (laughs) Well, I really
3: think there's an aspect of like, do it for Jamal. That's, going to galvanize Denver over the next couple of weeks who knows if it will last who knows if it will carry over into the playoffs and they'll just get this this jolt of like energy from not having him and wanting to do it for him who knows if it will last to that to that point but I think over the next couple weeks the next month that can be very real
1: so, who is it Michael Porter Jr. who has to step up? And I mean, we saw it last game that he, I think he had 22 points at the end of the night, Harrison, but does it have to be him to step up in Jamal's absence?
3: Yeah, that's the silver lining. I mean, a sidekick like Jamal Murray goes down and somebody's going to have to step up. And Michael Porter Jr. is the only guy who could potentially step into that role. And Yeah, I mean, I think he definitely can. And I think it's just going to be a great test. It's going to be fascinating to see how he handles it over the next couple of months. Um, I've got to think he's just absolutely hyped to have this opportunity, though. I mean, we've talked about it all year, but he has so had to expertly fit his offensive game around Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray. Now he's got to adjust it again. But um, I've just got to feel like he's, he has to be really, really excited to take on this new responsibility and, and just like this heightened uh, pressure that's going to be thrust upon his shoulders. Because I think he's built for it. I think yeah. he's absolutely built for it. He's you know, he's the former number one recruit. He's the former top guy um, who has had to kind of shift into the background over the last two years. But I think he's absolutely built
2: for it. I love, like, the way that he played in the last game was so encouraging to me. And it's what I expected, but it was just so great to see it. Like, I just felt like he woke up that day and was like, oh, uh, it's my turn to be a superstar now? Like, cool, give me the rock. You know, like, he was – he just seemed so prepared and ready, and it was just, like, completely natural for him. And the way that he shoots the ball, like, when you watch him play, it's just like, oh, more volume just means more production. Like, it's like it, – it's, it's so obvious to me. It's just like, oh, yeah, give him the ball more. Let him shoot more. More good things happen.
3: Yeah, it's it's unreal. Like, the contested threes that he takes, that's a good shot for the Nuggets offense. Yeah. It really is. If it's in a catch-and-shoot, because Michael Porter Jr. is shooting like around 50% on catch-and-shoot threes this year. And a lot of those are very tightly a lot of those are very contested but he hits them because nobody can block his shot and he elevates so high and his his jumpers gorgeous as as Vic Lombardi would say it's erotic
2: <laughs> it is uh, yeah well, I mean, also, if fat. ludo was
1: here he would turn that into a manscape read but we're not going to yeah. let him he's not here and he better not be in the comments trying to do it
2: i'm also convinced he has the best swish in the nba like it's like a heavy swish
3: uh, it's uh, such a high arc, too. Yeah, it just, like, through mm. <laughs>
2: there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Michael Porter Jr., Michael Porter Jr. won me some money two nights ago on DraftKings Sportsbook. I had bet uh, the over on his three-pointers, which was at set at two and a half. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering everyone a 100% profit boost on any NBA bet today. So, Ryan Harrison, what are you guys thinking for this one? Oh no! Nuggets play the Rockets. The spread is at eight and a half.
2: Oh, uh, sorry, I'm distracted. Apparently, Donovan Mitchell just took a really bad injury on the court in uh, Utah, which oh no sucks. I um, some- um, ankle, oh really?
3: Yeah, I don't. I, I
2: think it's bad, but not like not season, <laughs> not Jamal bad. Um, what was the question again? What's a good bet for tonight?
1: Yeah, so the Nuggets are taking on the Rockets tonight. DraftKings Sportsbook is offering a 100% profit boost on any NBA bet. The spread is at 8.5, over-under set at 226.5. What are you thinking?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, we just talked about him. On the bet show, we call him Money Printer Jr. Okay, so um, you're going with MPJ. I'll go, uh, I'll go NPJ threes tonight as my, if I only get to pick one.
1: What about you, Harrison? What do you What are you thinking? Um,
3: let's see. What's What's Porter's points at here?
1: Um, 21 and
3: a half. His th- threes are at two and a half.
2: I think the twenty one and a half is the highest it's been all season.
3: Yeah. Um, I like him over twenty one and a half too. I also like Jokic for another triple double, though.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
3: Because the Rockets are bad, but they don't exactly get blown out.
1: Mm.
2: Have you seen what the juice is on Jokic to get a triple-double tonight?
3: No. What is it? Like super low?
2: <laughs> it's plus 120.
3: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Take Take the Porter threes. That's a good one.
2: They, like, the the DraftKings lot. Sportsbook is almost telling you that it's a statistical likelihood for Nicole Jokic to get a triple double. Like they're saying it's like a forty-five percent chance.
3: Okay. Porter's and, also taking so many threes now. Like he he took 12 threes against Boston, seven against Golden State, six last or two nights ago. So he's getting the attempts up. Yeah. He's getting a hit. You know?
1: Um, Eric Wiedem, D-Lion, he swears by Jokic assists, and right now it's over under ten and a half. And last, last uh, game, he did hit his assists.
2: He's hit it like ten in a row.
1: So, I, I think I'm going to go with Jokic assists, but... You guys should get in on this at DraftKings Sportsbook. And right now, all new users are getting a chance to turn $1 into $100. It's that simple. Pick any basketball team to win their next game. And if you do that, if... And if during the game, the team of your choosing hits a three, you bring home $100 in free bets. New users get all these great bets, uh, profit boosts and all that, but so do current users. So definitely check that out. Download the top rated sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR um, when you sign up again to turn $100 into or $1 into $100 in free bets. If the basketball team of your choosing hits a three, that's Code DNVR, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We also got to talk about some Strava Craft Coffee. I, I think that's what I'm going to do as soon as we finish this podcast is go downstairs to our cold brew tap. Just I love Strava. Oh, I'm very yeah. jealous of you. Mm-hmm. I love Strava Craft Coffee. So do all of our um, members. They have been one of our longest partners. Like I said last week, they were one of the first people to ever sponsor the Daily Sports Report like four years ago. Uh, We really, really love them. And right now, they need your help. They're not feeling the love as much as some of our other partners. Um, So they're giving a new promo code. And I'm trying to find that new promo code right here. DNVR25. 25 for 25% off before it was 20, adding an extra 5% um, to get you guys some good deals on some coffee. Like I said, they're not feeling the love. And we've told you guys supporting our partners truly helps support us. So give, the, check them out, DNVR25 for 25% off. They have such great coffee, cold brew, they have for your Keurig, they have all, they have uh, drip coffee, they have it all. So definitely check it out today. Drew, let's move on to you. Who do you think is the best sidekick in Rockies history?
4: So there are actually a lot of candidates for this, but I also think the winner is pretty clear. I think the best sidekick in Rockies history is Charlie Blackman. I mean, he's, mm. he's on the team now. I, I He's never been the best player on the Rockies at any point during his career. In fact, the best season in his career was 2017 he was breaking all kinds of records. Like he was breaking some Ty Cobb records. When you're reaching back to like 1910s baseball and you're like, what is going on here? He was doing absolutely phenomenal stuff. Highest he's ever finished in MVP voting. He was fifth, right ahead of him in fourth place, Nolan Arenado, <laughs> on his own team. Uh, excuse me, Josh Fuentes' cousin. I guess this is <laughs> the NBR Rockies podcast, so I can say it here. Uh, but the cousin – uh, beat him out by one, and and that's always been the case. Whether it was early on in his career when it was still um, Helton, uh, Cargo, or we're still around, uh, you know. Then it, then it goes to the cousin, and now it's you know he's on the other side of his uh, the, his best days are behind him. I don't. I think we're gonna we're still gonna see some pretty good Charlie Blackman out there. He's been bad to start the season. Uh, I think he'll be fine, but obviously Trevor Story is the Batman right now, and so it's just kind of. It's tough, man, a lot of it's timing, but Charlie Blackman has been a a great Colorado Rocky, in fact. I think by the time his career is said and done, you'll look at all the stats and you'll say, like, he was the second greatest Colorado Rocky of all time, Uh, but he was never the individually best player on, on any Rockies teams. It's kind of a bummer.
2: Is it weird, though? Like, last season, would you have called him the sidekick to Nolan, or was that Trevor?
4: Well yeah i mean trevor definitely had the better all-around season it was just quieter because he didn't hit 400 for the first like three weeks the way charlie did he got off to such a hot start but really uh trevor did still have the best you know by the by the fancy numbers by the war and even by you know his batting average and slugging by the end of the season his homers and stolen bases all that stuff uh playing a playing a a premium position at shortstop that's another thing where you kind of go back to, to some of these other guys I, I think Carlos Gonzalez is another really interesting yeah. example because Troy Tulowitzki was always there before that Todd Helton those guys at their best were probably better more impactful players but cargo not than Helton but certainly than Tula was around for a lot longer I had the longevity of it so um you know it's a I don't know. I don't like calling Carlos Gonzalez a sidekick feels weirder somehow. Um, But Charlie Blackman has sadly sort of always felt like one. It always felt like there was somebody else grabbing headlines whenever Chuck has been especially nasty.
2: Yeah, it's really interesting with like the calling a guy a sidekick because I think Cargo and Tulo, that's like the most. I I don't know. Like when you think of like Rocky's tandems, it's like that, or it's Helton and Walker um helen and walker that one's really hard to call someone their sidekick yeah um,
1: maybe we shouldn't have done sidekicks and just been like dynamic duos because i feel like a lot of people are thinking sidekick in a negative more like like saying like Ch- cargo uh being a sidekick seems like wrong like maybe if it was like dynamic duos it would be it would but feel I do, different
2: i think cargo was the sidekick like uh, i think it's fair to call him the sidekick to too low of those teams
4: yeah, the, I think the one thing where it gives people the most pause is again, it, it'd be like watching, you know, a Batman show, and every other week Batman is kidnapped and Robin is the because Tula was wasn't there so often, right? So it was like there was we got a lot more of Cargo during those years. It felt as much like it was, I and mean, he was hurt sometimes too, but uh, he actually did play a bit more often, and so it's just kind of funny, it, like yeah, he felt a little bit more like the face of the team.
2: <laughs> They're like, oh, I really it's like it's Batman, time. but this season he hasn't been on the show at all.
4: <laughs> a lot of Robin this season. A whole
2: lot. I, I get like a character, you know, development episode, but this is a whole season of character development. Uh,
4: I do think oh, oh, I was just going to say because you mentioned Walker and Helton, I do think early in Helton's career, because of the way those matched up, I do think early on there was a Helton was kind of the sidekick to Walker. Uh, but then obviously took over after a while. So that's the best dynamic duo in Rockies history, for sure. Yeah. Although it is bizarre that when their two best players were on the team, that's the darkest time in terms of winning percentage and, and lost years and getting anywhere near the postseason in in franchise history. Helton basically comes into the picture after 97 when they were at three straight years of being above 500. 98, Galarraga out, Helton in and they start being terrible. And then they trade Walker in 2004. Then Helton takes over 05, 06, Holiday. Those guys come in, and then the team got good again. So it's so bizarre that they have two legitimate Hall of Famers in their franchise history. Both of them were on the team at the same time. Those guys were god-awful.
2: Yeah, didn't they have – didn't they at one point have Nolan Story, LeMayhew, that's that – they had all three. Like, that's three – they had their best infield in the – History of the franchise, except for first base, all together at one. Or no, was Hel- not Helton even there. that.
4: There was a point. Now, you're you're. This is a little bit of a stretch because you've got Todd Helton at the very end of his superpowers, and you've got DJ LeMahieu in training, well before he would become what he would become. But there was a time when it was Todd Helton at, in 2014, Helton at first, LeMahieu at second, Troy Tulowitzki at yeah, shortstop, yeah. and and uh, what, what's his name? <laughs> Oh, yeah, Nolan my cousin.
1: Ardell and previous. that guy. Josh and Fuentes. the cousin.
4: So yeah, they Josh had, Fuentes' like, cousin was playing third
2: back. They had the Fran – like, if you were to do, like, the build the Rockies best right. team ever, they had like the whole ML- the whole child, infield yeah. together at one time.
1: Wow. Yep. Yep. Although,
2: I might uh, I might pick Story.
4: Those guys could not pitch. <laughs> Kyle Kendrick was the opening day starter for that team.
2: <laughs> the Rockies are like a round of golf, right? Like, if your putting's good, your driving's bad.
1: Yep. I am learning that. Speaking of golf, we have got the uh, DMV or golf tournament, the DMVR Golf shootout. Is that what it's called? Yes. Coming up on Saturday, April twenty fourth. It is going to be the first of hopefully many, but it is going to be so much fun. Um I'm very excited. I'm hoping I'm hoping both my driver and my putter does well, but I feel like that's just not golf. So
2: well the good news is it's a scramble. So if your putter is working yeah, I know you do. Know. Uh, <laughs> if your putter is working and one of your teammates' drivers is working, then you'll you'll be fine.
1: Oh, right. It's like you go based off of your partner. Like, I would hit the driver, then someone no. else. No? Oh, sorry. Everyone on
2: your team hits every <laughs> shot, and then you get to pick the best one every single ah. time.
1: That sounds like a lot of fun. So people who are new to golfing, don't be intimidated by this. We want you guys to come out as well. I am learning. I'm getting there. Um, Same with Spencer's girlfriend, Kylie. We've got Lindsey trying it out. We've got a lot of people who might not be the best at golf, but just want to go have fun. So definitely sign up. We've got Flyby Cygnus in the comments saying he just signed up. I think we are close to capacity on it, so go do it
3: we now.
1: Thirty spot well, an left. open
4: invitation to Garrett Atkins. No, I haven't heard back yet though. <laughs>
2: mm, what about Spilly and uh, and um, Corey? Unfortunately,
4: those guys are are working this day. I know. I talked to Kyle Freeland. If the season, if he wasn't working to get back on the field, he would be there. I <laughs> promise you. But actually, we might be able to get Garrett Atkins out to one of these. He lives in the area. He loves to golf. We'll
3: see. From uh. him. Thank
4: that'd Derek. be so
1: that'd be so fun. We are planning to do, like I said, more of these, more golf stuff where we get the community around. So it's going to be fun. Hopefully some players will come around, all that good stuff. So check that out on DMVR Golf. You can follow all of their, their stuff for that. But also, it's a perfect time to become a member. If you haven't become a member, we've got a whole our community in the chat giving recommendations on what alcohol they should go buy at the liquor store like our community is just a family that like great teamwork y'all thanks for the help they went through scotch they went through whiskey canned recommendations canned wine like that is just a look into the DMVR Discord, the DMVR Lounge. There's a food channel, there's a drink channel, there's actual sports where you get to talk about everything that happened today with the Abs and and um, Melvin Gordon being on our Bronco show this morning. Those chats are always just going off full of diehard fans, and it's so much fun. And like I said, it's so much like a community. And right now we have a fun new perk for the next 300 members. If you sign up to become an annual DMVR member, not only do you receive a free shirt of your choice from the DMVR Locker but you'll get a recovery holistic stick from holistic wellness. Holistic wellness is all about the CBD. You guys on this podcast know by now how much we love CBD. Um, So definitely check it out. You get as a member, you'll get this holistic stick. You'll get a shirt and you will get a membership to DNVR. Highly recommend all of them. AJ, let's end this topic with you. What's up?
0: How's it going? How are you?
1: You were not excited about the sidekick (laughs) phrasing. And why is that when it comes to the Avs?
0: Well, they've just never really, they've never really had like, I think they actually have one now, but when you talk about like the glory days, right?
1: Yeah.
0: It was uh, like, which of these five Hall of Fame players are you going to call a sidekick? You going to call Ray Bork a sidekick, Rob Blake, you know, you're going to Joe Sackett, Peter (laughs) Forsberg, Patrick Waugh. which one of those guys are you calling a sidekick?
2: I'll, I'll say this. This is the the main take I have, but I have to leave in a second. I think that Joe Sakik is the is the superhero. I mean, his nickname was literally Absolutely. Super Joe and he wore the C on his chest. So, to me like he is that he is the superhero. Now, those other guys kind of in the same vein as Terrell Davis could have all been superheroes in different in different situations. But in this in this case, I think it, it, it the main character is Sakik.
0: Yeah, I I tend to agree um that Forsberg if if you have to pick a sidekick it was Forsberg. The weird thing is is that they weren't very good together.
1: Like mm-hmm. like
0: when Forsberg played and and they didn't ever play Sackick on Forsberg's wing, they played Forsberg on Sakik's wing. Huh. And they weren't great together.
2: <laughs> right. Like it's, it's called, there's no J in the amp line.
0: Yeah, like the and and then like if you want to talk about like Heydu and Tange and Chris Drury and it's like
1: Yeah, that's what we got in the car All right,
0: great. You're like seven dudes into your roster. who <laughs> so you have found a sidekick. <laughs> you know, like is Adam Foote the sidekick behind Rob Blake and Ray Bork? Like uh... <laughs> The, the that team was just too comically stacked.
4: Patrick Wall was uh, the superhero, and everyone else was the sidekick.
0: And
4: oh, everything
0: else. Wow. <laughs> and, I think, and I think
4: great. There could Patrick. be only one Superman who wears the cape. <laughs> That's Big certainly cape. Patrick
0: Wall's opinion. <laughs> uh, is that the world? The world is his sidekick, and <laughs> he just he's the man. Uh, I, I think. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to like litigate the glory years and be like, and designate (laughs) these guys are the sidekicks. But today I think there is a clear cut sidekick and And it is Miko Rantanen.
1: The comments are freaking out. They're telling me to play the Miko Rantanen song.
0: It's it's Miko. Like Nathan McKinnon is your, is your, is your superstar. He's your leading man. He's your special talent. Up front, Kale McCarr is your special talent on the back end. The other, the other sidekick would be Sam Gerard So, the, yeah, I-, I mean, do you want to do you want Sam Gerard or Miko Rantan? Which sidekick do you want? I
2: mean, Mac and Miko is a perfect name for a yeah. superhero duo. And like, Sam
0: Gerard's going to get Norris votes this year, so pretty good sidekick there sam gerard's the person
4: whose name has been dropped who most looks exactly like a sidekick (laughs) (laughs) like he fits every traditional definition of what you think of when you think of like dude like plucky just energy filled spinning around all over the place I love it when people tag me I, I get tagged more in Sam Gerard highlights than anything else because people know I love spinnies
1: if you're <laughs> so if you're talking about <laughs> like energy they give up I feel like Faku on the nuggets gives off like that sidekick oh, energy I don't think he's point. like a superstar but like the energy he gives is very like oh I'm gonna try my hardest it's very
3: fakus like the one guy who comes he's the character who comes on every other episode but <laughs> most popular character. Rick. I
0: think I think tryhard energy is a different thing than sidekick energy. Okay. Because like if you if you if you want to get into tryhard energy, you've you know, it will probably take abs fans ten seconds to bring up Dan Hynote in the chat. <laughs> you know, everybody loves fifteen point Dan Hynote like crazy. They love that guy. You know, they they Matt Calvert. These days like Matt Calvert is the guy Everybody yeah. loves He can't, can't And I, and healthy, I think but... we also
1: helped with that With denim daddies and uh, Jorts and all of that I think we yeah, played I mean, a little bit of a role we, in that
0: <laughs> We might have increased his legend a little bit But he is the exact Archetype Of Like The guy that every hockey fan is gonna totally. Lose their mind over
1: so we have someone in the comments saying Faku is a character that dies to give the main character the boost they need to rise above their limits.
3: <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um
1: and yes. then can Makar be Batman and uh Taves or Gerard be twin robin as the best pair there is? Is what Breckton is saying.
0: I Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's it's funny because time. like
0: McCar's the better the better the best player of the three, but Gerard and Taves is the best pairing in the NHL. Yeah. So I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to I don't know how to make a sidekick out of that. Um I, I would still say it's probably Sam Gerard. Just because Gerard and Macar are gonna be here for ten years doing their thing. And yeah. Devon Devon Taves will be a he's here for a couple years, but Wait. I think Rantanen is the ultimate like actual sidekick here, especially, yeah. you know, and through no fault of his yeah. own because Nathan McKinnon hasn't missed enough time. Uh, And every time McKinnon gets hurt, the league shuts down or the abs go on a pause or whatever. So we don't get to see extended periods of time of how does Miko Rantanen do without Nathan McKinnon Yeah, because he's never played without him. It's Miko Branson is the most common line one well, at least one of his most common line mates every single year of his career has been Nathan McKinnon. They've they've been together since 1617. They're going to remain together for all of eternity because they just work that you. well. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna chase they're gonna chase down all of the hey Duke and Sakic records together.
1: Love yeah. it.
3: That's the best thing possible.
1: Oh I mean, yeah.
0: That's
3: the best. I mean, that's, that's why Jokic and Murray are are, are great Batman and Robin or sidekick and main guy duo too. They're dynamic gonna be here. Duo. dynamic too.
0: Well they're and their their ability like that they work so well together that they bring out the best in each other, that they, yeah. they help elevate each other. It's yeah. I mean they're what McKinnon and Ranta didn't have is what teams dream about on draft day. Sure, sure, yeah. You know what what Jamal and and Jokic have. It's like it's why you go to the draft floor because you're like, oh, we need some franchise players, and we want a couple guys to build around for a really, really long time, and all the other pieces can kind of come and go as needed, but. These guys will be the constant, you know, but Murray and Jokic is going to be this era of Stockton and Malone.
3: Oh, for sure. And I mean, in, in the NBA, it's like you said, it's what you want. You want the guard and you want the big. Yeah. It's how all, well, not all, because over the last, you know, decade, it's been a little different with the Warriors. But before that, it was how all great teams were built, really. Yep. You no, know, other than a team with Michael Jordan. Like Shaq and Kobe, uh, Parker and Duncan, nope. you know, yep. Stockton and Malone.
1: We've got people in the comments saying uh, that monologue was good for my soul. AJ Rance helped my day go from bluff to outstanding. I mean, <laughs> I had to make uh, for everyone watching this little, where would it put it? Um, banner for when AJ went on a rant, <laughs> uh, nice. just cheering him on. If you want to listen to AJ rants or monologues they're fantastic AJ embrace it we love it um,
0: it is it's, it's a weird thing to me but uh, as long as people you, like it I mean it's cool
1: you make people want to run through walls and and AJ does that another reason to be a DMVR member in our writing Harrison does this too like Drew you as well there are such great articles AJ gets you so freaking hyped I'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Um,
4: On the other hand, I wrote about Infinity Stones today. So, you know, it's just like the, the well, ball club's not very good for
1: yeah, In case true.
0: anybody's curious, it's Jonas Donskoy is the third Av. He tested positive, as we wow. expected.
1: Cause, and he wasn't feeling well, but they thought it was because of the shot. Interesting. Yeah. Well, the Avs have had three of their next games postponed due to covid 19 on um, outbreak in the team so they will not be playing tonight sunday or tuesday i believe was the third one yep he's also in
4: question postponed tonight it's set for a doubleheader tomorrow but it's also supposed to start snowing at like one o'clock tomorrow and they're supposed to start at three we'll see
1: (laughs) exactly the the rockies is due to the snow um yeah But we've just got the Nuggets on tonight. It's going to be a fun night at the DMVR Bar. Uh, We are following all COVID-19 guidelines and protocols. But come down. If you haven't been down here and you're a Nuggets fan during a Nuggets game, I know the vibes vibes were dampened with Jamal Murray being injured. But – it's still just such a fun environment to be in and to hear the cheers and everything like that, especially if you can't make it down to the stadium. So highly recommend coming down, um, tonight. Or I also, no, they don't play Saturday or Sunday. Nuggets are off, um, Saturday or Sunday. So definitely come down tonight. Before we wrap up, we are going to play who won the week.
3: Oh God. Oh boy.
1: Yeah, it's oh, going to be a crap. real depressing one. What, um, a, hey, what
4: if, like, theoretically, like, the team that you cover didn't score this week?
1: Like, <laughs> well, the, did like, they break the, it? They broke they, the score.
4: They did. They did actually score some runs. I'm just saying. Well, They didn't win any baseball games. <laughs>
1: um someone asking you like guys let a 19 year old uh in the bar we are all ages um as to a certain point at night um but i would just call the bar and double check that but you can come down here especially over the weekend um during the day but i think you might have to be with an adult if you are 19 like after nine o'clock so just a little note um but no who won the week is gonna be fun we're gonna listen to the song (laughs) it's gonna be great it's gonna put everyone be in a happy part. mood um first chevalier mortgage whether looking at, whether you're looking at refinancing your current mortgage or buying a new house mike and virginia will make the process as simple and smooth as possible uh visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of mm-hmm. your choosing when you do most importantly go set up a free consultation to discuss all of your options that's dnvrmortgage.com mike and virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free dnvr short air hat when you do michael chevalier nmls 1931006 virginia chevalier nmls 1910631 i'm getting better at the, at, go, the at the pace of it you know let's uh, go okay let me get the song because we need the music that we needed that to to help us so, oh my goodness are you really not going to let me do this please okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> who the most who the least
0: who was the dog and who was the beast who's in the boat and who's up the creek let's see who were the weak
1: It almost didn't want it to happen, but it did. Let's play who won the week. Drew, let's start with you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're so excited. I've I've got this. I've got
4: this. But we
1: I mean, you only got three people to compete with or two other people to compete with today. So that's better odds for you. All right. Go.
4: All right, Ryan McMahon won the week. The Colorado Rockies didn't do great, but Ryan McMahon has come out of the gate absolutely hot. He's hit six home runs already so far this season. Uh, he's, But in addition to that, he's been getting hits without that. He's batting over 300. He's slugging 755 right now with an OPS plus of 169. And that's all while he's been going back and forth between playing second base and third base. We've been expecting Ryan McMahon to become an all-star for years, and it looks like it's actually happening in front of our eyes. It's been the most fun thing about the Rocky season so far on the field. Ryan McMahon won.
1: Someone is saying WTF is a sidekick in Denver sports. Go listen (laughs) <laughs> go listen to this entire show little at did the 40, about 40 <laughs> minutes
0: on it so yeah,
1: that, that'll that help you out um, alright Harrison you are up next go
3: Michael Porter Jr. won the week because with Jamal Murray out of the lineup Michael Porter Jr. has a chance to ascend into stardom he has a chance to become a star over the next couple months and into the playoffs because if the Nuggets want to advance past the first round in the playoffs it's going to be largely up to Michael Porter Jr. if he can step into that role, and I've got to think he's been waiting for this opportunity for the last couple of years, uh, playing behind Jokic and Murray. So, Michael Porter Jr. has got all the opportunity in the world. He won the week. Okay. Although I hate to hate to say it, <laughs> I
1: don't know about that. All right, AJ. That's no, all
0: true. <laughs> Get crushed.
1: Why That's did the Cavs win the week before today? <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, the Abs win the week because they didn't lose any games. <laughs> uh, what was it? Ryan McMahon was slugging 755. Well, the Abs are winning at a 744 clip, uh, which is tops in the NHL. They're first in the NHL. Uh, they have a four-point lead over second-place Vegas, who is also happened to be in their own division. Uh, they just don't lose games. They responded to a beatdown by Minnesota by winning four in a row. They're number one, and... You know, they're, they're dope. I mean, what do you say? <laughs>
4: and
1: they're dope. In, the,
0: in the easiest layup of the week where everything didn't go that great in Denver sports, the ads just kept rolling along until today.
1: Yeah, I feel like this this happens every once in a while. It's not like one bad thing happens to one team. It's like a trickle effect. There, it's just like a few weeks of like, oh, badness. Well, like badness over Denver.
0: (laughs) When when a bad thing happens to the Nuggets or the Avs, and then it's during baseball season, like the Rockies' general existence at this point, (laughs) like (laughs) makes it makes the scene feel not great. And like the Broncos, the Broncos <laughs> like transition into being irrelevant over the last five years has made it so that it's like okay, it, things are either going awesome with the Abs or Nuggets or well, it's kind dead. of in shaky territory here.
4: Drew's face. I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's awesome. Nuggets are going all the way. The Abs are going all the way. Rocky's going nowhere right now, but. <laughs> They'll be good again one day, someday. I promise you that. Baseballs a cycle. I will say, the Colorado Rockies could very easily be an absolute miserable watch. And I know some people, if they lose, you're miserable. And if that's the case, sorry, going to happen. But beyond that, if you can get joy out of watching young guys battle to get better, find their spot, improve from game to game, uh, and watch guys like Ryan McMahon break out, guys like Austin Domber finding his footing, it's actually been a very fun team. Uh, to watch play with the occasional like once a week, just getting totally destroyed. But they're not going to play the Dodgers all season. It's going to be a fun year. They're not good. It's going to be fun.
1: I think that's a great approach to it. Honestly,
3: Drew. Good, interesting way. <laughs> I mean, you like, know, like
1: it's people it's, are going to be mad
3: about if it. Fun but. in this year, Drew, If you can have fun in this year, man, I, I applaud you. That's what it's I all about. Seen,
4: I have seen some bad Rockies teams where like the average age was 31. I talked about that 2014 team earlier that was going nowhere. Kyle Kendrick was their opening. Their entire rotation was nobody's. Their best players were either Todd Helton, who was way past his prime, Troy Tulowitzki was hurt all the time, or these young guys who weren't good yet. And then you know, right now, it's just like, at the very least, Tapia is going out there every single day and getting a base hit. Wow. Every single damn time. Garrett Hampson has taken a billion pitches, and every time he gets on base, he steals second and sometimes third. You know, Sam Hilliard doesn't make contact very often, but when he does, it goes 450 feet. Like, they're entertaining. They're not good, but I've seen some bad and boring Rockies teams over the years. When, uh, this team is bad and not, not boring I, yet. I they do not get there.
1: I don't like your comment, Nighthawk. I was rolling my eyes and giving you a bad look, not anyone on this panel. Get out of here. The, we love you, but we also don't like you. <laughs> what, I,
0: what I like about the Rockies is that like, the expectations are gone. The last couple of years, there have yeah. been certain expectations and that made their shortcomings 10 times more frustrating to sit through yeah. because you just felt like there was so much better from these guys. And now that's out the window. If they win, it's a good day to be a Rockies fan. If they lose, it's a regular day to be a Rockies fan. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly like, right. Like it's just they're they're now like free of the burden of expectations. Nobody expects a single good thing from them. Right. And so it's like okay, like is this a good healthy place to be? No. Of course not. <laughs> but when it comes to when it comes to like a day-to-day approach of, you know, especially when it's your job, how do I how do I make this interesting or how do i make this passable how do i make this not a miserable experience to go to course field all the time like there are things to watch watching watching young guys come into their own or not is at least a storyline it's not like watching an old bad team just flounder its way to, to irrelevant status where nothing is accomplished right like all you all you do is play out that season because you have to Right, like I feel like I'm
4: learning more every time I watch a game. Where last year it's kind of like you were talking about. Like they last year they lose to the Dodgers the way they did this this last night, right? Where they're up five to three, and then a three run jack, and they end up losing seven five. The bullpen blows, and you're going ah because of this the team's not going anywhere. But and and you're all focused on that. And Now I'm like okay, but what do we learn? Okay, maybe this guy's got it going on a little bit. Josh Fuentes made another fantastic play. Like okay, he really looks locked in defensively. McMahon's bat is still going. These other guys are struggling. They may not be a part of the future, but at least I'm learning stuff where last, you know, when 17 and 18, everything was a battle about whether or not they could keep up with the Dodgers. And now it's like the Rockies are supposed to be the worst team in baseball. The Dodgers are the best team that we've seen in baseball in 20 years. Good Goodman was on the Rockies podcast. Drew Goodman seen a lot more baseball than I have, and I've seen a lot. Seen so this might be the best baseball team he's ever seen in his life. So the Rockies go out there and they're up in the seventh and they end up losing the ball game. You're not like, oh man, how could we lose to those guys? (laughs) What (laughs) happened? Like man, They're better than you are. That's what (laughs) happened. And you almost got them. And sometimes almost getting them is kind of fun with a a group of kids who, you know, again, it's it's the Mighty Ducks thing, AJ. it's Maybe I'll just watch that movie too many times. It's like they're barely able to skate at the beginning of the movie. And by the end, you know, hey they can skate now hey. kinda...
1: we've got someone in the comments saying drew's enthusiasm and optimism is the best thing about the rockies appreciate you and then and then nighthawk came back and said drew makes me love the rockies more see that we got a love-hate relationship with nighthawk <laughs> mostly love but some, some comments i'm like nighthawk but <laughs> All right, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of the Denver Sports Podcast. Thanks for hanging out. If you guys have um, some topics you guys want us to discuss, definitely send them my way. Um, I've had a few of you send me messages in our DMVR Lounge Discord. Appreciate that always. We've covered... I think almost every possible topic, <laughs> at least we're getting up there um, on like looking back and best and worst, but keep throwing them our way. Cause we really love it. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your weekend. And that the snow, the snow kind of stops, but Lindsay's going to yell at me because of moisture. So I, I don't want you Lindsay to yell at me. The moisture- I got
4: that talk too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, was, I was like, I hate the snow. And
1: yep, don't like- never say that around Lindsay. what AJ
4: (laughs) we need the moisture it's very important for the environment I don't know what
0: this moisture talk is uh,
1: right. <laughs> well, Lindsay was uh, This is a long thing Lindsay ba- grew up on a farm Moisture's good Moisture helps yes. our environment
0: yeah. And
1: she doesn't like when people complain about it But I mean, I, it was nice weather so I, just... I
0: don't want to walk in it and I, like,
1: Drew's I'm like, I want to go to, to a baseball game And go... not in a blizzard
0: <laughs> Yeah, right. I was at the bar last week In shorts and a t-shirt Because it was 65 degrees and beautiful out And yeah. now it's snowing again And it's like, it's perfectly acceptable To be like it's the middle of a, of April. We're over this. Yep. There's a time for snow <laughs> and like we're we've reached the end of it where we're just like all right, we're done with this. Every AJ turns...
1: Have I mean I don't even know if you want to have the conversation with Lynz, but tell her this um we have a lot of nuggets fans in the comments the dnvr bets daily show is about to go live talking nuggets uh prop bets all that good stuff um profit boosts check that out and then after that we've got the dnvr nuggets pregame show so stick around on our youtube channel guys bye